Bulger and Flips, the Movie and TV podcast. I'm your host, Carl Pierce. Today with us we have Alan Bulger. Hello. We have James Bone. Aloha. We have Lee Stackpool. Hello. And we have Richard Ellen. Hello. And today's episode, we're talking about what we've been watching this week. Okay, so we're going to start off at least Apple. What have you been watching, sir? All right. So, uh, over the last week, I started watching um, Cobra Kai Series 3. Um, so, follows on from the, the first two. Um, and, and to be fair, it's a, it's a near-perfect series. Um, it, it's got everything. It's got all your 80s nostalgia. Uh, I know we've mentioned before, obviously. You know, your 80s nostalgia has been popular since um, Deutschland 83, Deutschland 86. Um, and then obviously it got beefed up a little bit with Stranger Things. Um, but this this has got everything with it being set now. Um, but all your heroes are 80s heroes who have either aged well or have aged very well, depending on what your point of view is. Um, and how yeah. the sort of interacting with the young people of today. And um, so... You've got you've got a little bit of everything for all ages. You've got like you know people our age and older who, who enjoyed that the story of Daniel Larisso and um, and Johnny and John Cleese and Mr Miyagi the first time round. Um, you can go back to it and see you know what they're up to now. Obviously Mr Miyagi's not in it, but um, it, it's just got a little bit of something for everyone and it's it's easy enough for it to be light entertainment, but it's also got some you know. I wouldn't say strong storylines, but like you know, enough enough to keep you sort of oh, this is a bit of a careful sort of sort of episode and things like that. You know, it, it could be a little bit not not dark, but like getting getting there a little bit. Um, but all done with the right amount of humour. Um, the last couple of episodes, um, where where I got up to before I stopped was uh, it just started going into Kreese's backstory. Um, and Kreese's had a good couple of scenes where you're thinking. I kinda I kinda feel like he's a little bit um even though he's a little bit naughty and a little bit evil. He's got he's got some good bits where you're like, yeah, well well done. Um, and I won't spoil anything for anyone who hasn't caught up with series one, two or or three yet. Um, and it was there that I actually stopped because I ended up jumping onto the Night Stalker, um, which has been mentioned mentioned a few times and I ended up binge watching the Night Stalker with it only being four episodes. Yeah, I managed to bin that in, in 48 hours. Yeah. That'll that'll probably get talked about a little bit more by, by people who've watched it tonight. Um I'll just tell you what I liked about it. Um it was it was grim. It was grim as hell. Uh, but I, I think um I think Bromi sort of nailed it when he turned around and went to production values that he flash. Also, it's like a film documentary. Um, and I know you might want to talk about that a little bit more, but I'll just um, I'll, I'll, I'll sort of stop it there. Um, yeah, I didn't know much about Richard Ramirez, but uh, what a infamous sort of serial killer he was. I mean, everyone's heard of like, you know, like said, Ted Bundy and things like that. There's, there's a number of different programs you can watch on all streaming sites about, about Mr. Bundy. Um, but yeah, Richard Ramirez was a different sort of different sort of killer, different sort of animal, really. Um, so it's a grim watch, but it's compulsive viewing, and I think I think you'll like it, and other people might want to wade in on that. Um, and then, obviously, once I finished that, I went back to Cobra Kai, so I'm now up to episode five. Um, so there's a couple more great scenes with Kreese in it. There's, um, there's, there's a good episode. I'm actually up to the episode... Um, I think it's going to be two episodes. Daniel's basically gone to Mr. Miyagi's home, to, home island of Okinawa uh, in Japan, um, oh. which I'm enjoying. Um, I'm enjoying a great deal. And obviously there's a couple of people from Karate Kid 3, a couple of the characters make appearances, such as the, the baddie Chosen, who the, the, the final scene of episode 4, where, where he comes in. Quite well. Um, I want to mention. Um, I don't know what it is with Cobra Kai, but the product placement of whiskies. Um, I've really noticed it the last two or three episodes. I don't know whether there's some whiskey suppliers that have sponsored this series, but um, there's multiple scenes of them drinking the Macallum. 
um, the Scotch whiskey that I want to try. It's meant to be one of the best. Um, Lee, I've got, got a, I've got a whiskey book here. I'm going to see him find it in there. Yeah, the Macallan. Uh, if anyone that drinks has ever drunk famous Grouse, it's a blend of the Macallan and um, Highland Park. Uh, considered two of the best whiskies, but the, uh, the Macallan's a single malt, not a blend. Uh, that's in quite a few episodes, and I mean, they couldn't hold it any closer to the camera. Uh, when Daniel's in the bar in Okinawa, there's the exact bottle of whiskey that I bought just before Christmas, Nika. Um, a very nice Japanese blend, and they, they, they serve it to him with a snowball in it. I, I know, sister. I know, yeah. sister. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Daniel's joy, enjoying his blend of, uh, of Nika by the Suntory Company. Um, and it did it, it look very nice, obviously. Um, you do an awful lot of drink driving in Cobra Kai, don't you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of there's a, there's a lot of beer and, and whiskey in it. Um, Priest orders. Um, what does he, he? He calls the whiskey by a slang title, so I'm not too sure what it is. So I'll wait to see which which is John Priest's favourite whiskey, um, which he has with water. Uh, and I can't remember the I can't remember the name of it. I think he he, he refers to it by by a nickname. Um, so I'm gonna have to see, see which which whiskey he likes because they'll know there'll be another uh, decent half decent product shot. But to be fair, normally it's the size product placements in, in programs. But if it's paying for if it's paying for the um, for the the greatness that is Cobra Kai at the moment, then I don't I don't mind the thought. Yeah. Um, just trying to think of. Anything else? Well, can we stay on Cobra Kai for a sec? Because James, you've seen Cobra Kai, haven't you? Have yeah. You? Uh, we were talking about yeah, it today, mate. Yeah, I've got a few things to say about Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai is the most addictive program since Game of Thrones. Um, in the yeah. sense of it just being pure binge worthy, like Game of Thrones. We all know what I was like with Thrones. I was waking up at two o'clock in the morning to watch it if you all remember and stuff like that. And you, you all, I'd already seen it when I was coming into work and everything. Um, like that was obviously, you know, I was really addicted to that. This has got that level of addiction really with it, you, you know, but especially with them only being 30 minutes episodes, they roll into one another. And each episode, it's clever how they do it. Each episode ends sort of with a cliffhanger, would you say? Sort of. So it makes yeah. you want to watch that next one straight away. Um, it's just absolutely phenomenal. Again, not like Game of Thrones in the sense of the way it is, and obviously the money and the Game of Thrones is another level. We know we spoke about that. It's you know it's movie esque, isn't it? Game of Thrones, but mm-hmm. just Cobra Kai, just that addiction level. The only thing I could compare it to slightly, I don't know whether any of you have ever watched Entourage. Because Entourage was brilliant, very addictive, and only short episodes. Something similar to that, but the addictions, it's just unbelievable. It's, it just, I can't believe I was so late to the party, to be honest. Um, it's just absolutely unbelievable. The only criticism I've got about it is that I've watched it now and I've got to wait a whole year until next year, till when it's done, yeah. um, for the next season, because it's just absolutely incredible. And I won't that, give it away too much, but it's... I remember we were saying that about the uh, the end of season two though, and it's come along so quickly. Well, I hope I hope this goes quick. But the only thing I'll say to you is, is for those that haven't seen it, is that last episode of season three is one of the best episodes that I've ever seen in anything, and one of the best endings, pure goosebumps. That's all I'll say to you. The ending, Alan, you know what I'm on about, don't you? If you've seen it. It's a pure goosebumps moment, and it's like, oh my god! And then it's obviously, and then it's it sets it up nicely for the next season. But it's just, it's just um, honestly, it's absolutely incredible. I know Lee's, you know, wax lyrical about it, and Alan and Harry and Richard, but I'm another one to the party. I just think it's so so good. Um, it borderline wanted me to get some merch as well. I wanted, I was looking at some um, of the merchandise and that. I was, I was going to get myself like a t-shirt or something. Yeah, you know, there's quite a few good websites. Uh, a lot of them get advertised on uh, on Facebook. Um, if like me, you're a bit dubious about ordering enough social media sites, you can always like usually go, just type them into Amazon, and they'll usually be on there as well. I had a um, I remember. I mean, we've mentioned the Shield a couple of times. I had a Farmington Strike Team T-shirt <laughs> uh, that my brother got me, and unfortunately, I lost it. Um, so I've got, I've got the um, I've got the aliens one, um, 
sure might have a little look on the on the company that I got that from. Do you reckon, we, do you reckon, we, all, do you reckon we all get like some Cobra Kai merch each? <laughs> yes. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, just get one. Just get a t-shirt. Yeah, just, just get it. Just get it. You'd be like one of I'll those girls who wears. You'd be like one of those girls who has like ACDC t-shirts on all the Rolling Stones, but never listen to any of the songs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll get one that says I haven't seen Cobra Kai yet. That's what I'll get. <laughs> any, any more, Lee? No, that is literally everything um, I've watched, and I am I am on the lookout. Um, for something to sort of, uh, I may go back to the Expanse, which has survived being cancelled on Prime. Um, I, I may go back to that. Um, failing that, I am looking for something. I know it was mentioned in um, on the Film Club group chat about the Gothic horror one that I'm trying to remember the name of. Um, it was. Uh, Mentioned Anyone by know? Becky. Um, was it White no. Chapel? Can't remember. It might be, it might it might be, be that, you know, Liam. It rings a bell. That. It might mm-hmm. be White Chapel. Um, now that's still a top trend um, on Netflix, and it seems to have it seems to have been there a while. So it must be doing something right. Because um, I know one criticism we've got of Netflix is they tend to get rid of all the things that I like. Um, <laughs> after after. After them really getting into them, but Whitechapel still seems to be to be up there, so a lot of people will still be watching it. Um, and I don't yeah. know whether the American audience like it because it's uh, Victorian and set, set in England, and I don't know whether that's um, that's kept it going. Um, if so, brilliant. Um, mm. but yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be looking forward to that. I am gonna have to. Um, I don't I don't want to mention too much about literature because we're a film club, but I am gonna try and uh, obviously. Binge read. I've got a book and a half left of the Last Kingdom series, um, and I'm obviously going to have to get get reading that before the next series comes out, uh, as I don't know how far they're going to jump into the book. So I certainly don't want to watch the end on the Last Kingdom, even though I'm sure they'll do very well. I have to finish the, uh, the books. Yeah. Ah, fair enough, man. Fair enough. Yeah, that's everything from me. All right. Uh, who should have next, James? Do you want to go next? Yeah, so to be honest with you, I've watched Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai. Yeah, I've just absolutely <laughs> annihilated Cobra Kai. Um, and I've like sort of rewatched parts as well. Um, I've YouTubed the finals, as I mentioned before, but that final scene in uh, season three in the last episode's epic. I've YouTubed it about a million times. <laughs> I've watched it over and over and over again. I have a tendency of doing that, to be honest, killing things off. But I would just absolutely love it. Watch that. Um, as Lee said, the Night Stalker, I think I've mentioned it anyway, but yeah, just what a grim tale, Lee. It's just absolutely grim. The, and I just can't believe we didn't know about it, really, especially Lee. I thought Lee would know about the story or something. No, um, do you know what? I, I've never really heard of Richard Ramirez. Uh, now, funnily enough, my mum did when I mentioned it to her. Um, she must remember, because he was apprehended in 1980. Five, so I mean, uh, I'd have been about six, probably not really, um, not really, probably paying that much attention to the telly. Mm. Um, and I'm, I'm trying to think of any, any times that I've heard about it. I, I actually couldn't, because um, I'm looking at the obviously the footage. I mean, it was well publicised, the manons and things like that. And I don't, I don't seem to remember any of it. Um, but them coppers, like. Um, they were just they were just the quality partnership. Them, I mean, yeah, even, if you yeah, were writing a film really script, good. if you were writing a film script, I think it's good to, to get to like more opposite coppers. One of them's like the the tried and tested tough street copper mm. who's banged away serial killers and uh, and uh, partners up with like the the new guy who's, mm. who's got his fresh theories and that. It was just brilliant. It's brilliant, honestly. It's it's just really good. I couldn't recommend it like enough. Really, as I said, a very grim, dark tale. But I think it's one that you should all watch and just it's 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 just disgusting, really. Like it is, but like it's one that sort of you need to not you need to see if that makes sense. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's James, really good. A lot of, a lot of criticism against it has been it's very gruesome and detailed. Like 
but um, would you agree with that? Like, it's very like uh, graphic. Very, very yeah, it's 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 very difficult. You know, some of us will agree with me. Some of the stories about about the kids and stuff and stuff he did with yeah. the kids and that. Yeah, it's um, not. Yeah, it's it, not. You you probably couldn't watch it uh, with your kids in the room. Um, definitely, it's it's definitely adults sort of viewing. It's like you wouldn't recommend. Like you just certainly wouldn't watch it with with anyone in the room. No. It's it, it's it is very dark. The topic is oh, it's horrible. Honestly, he was vile, mate. You wouldn't get a more vile human being. And and the, and I'm just not giving it away. But there was women who who like fancied him. Yeah. There was yeah. women who fancied him. No a bit like Ted Bundy. But like this fella's like twenty times worse than Ted Bundy. And like if that was even possible, because Ted Bundy was vile, wasn't he? But this fella, people knew what he was. They knew how grim he was. They knew everything he did. But they still, these women still fancied him. Oh, it's disgusting. Mm. Honestly, oh, horrible, horrible man he was. Oh, yeah. horrible. But um, yeah, no, I'd recommend it though, because I think it's worth knowing the story. Another one, which is um, which I know Alan's Alan had watched recently, was I watched I started the fall. Um, and another, just another grim tale of some yeah. weird fella who's just vile. Yeah. I just seem to be watching. It seems, doesn't it seem? I don't know. This is why Cobra Kai was so amazing for me because it feels like everything on like available is just dark and grim and horrible. And and in the world, everything's horrible at the minute, and everything it just feels like there's nothing light hearted. And that's why I put on our chat the other day. I said, has anyone got any recommendations for something a bit, you know, Stranger Things, Cobra Kai-esque, something like that? Because, as again, this fall, and I've watched, I've watched three episodes of it, and it's very good. It's well acted and all that, but I just don't know whether it's too heavy. It's another it's one. Heavy, I think it's it? just too heavy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that seems to be the popular thing, though, doesn't it? Like, everything, like, with them sorts of subject matters, they get the high viewings. So that's why they keep making them. That's why they're, they're so good, it's because people like them. But yeah, you're right though. It's heavy themes and that the fall, like. Mm. Is it worth sticking with, do you reckon? Or like I've watched three episodes. Is it yeah. worth sticking with? Or I, I've yeah. watched the first two series a long time ago. I've always said this before, and I really enjoyed it, and I can't wait to go back to it. But um, mm. yeah, I'd stick with it myself, like. Okay, I'll st- I will stick with it. Yeah. Any more, James? And I'm just trying to think, you know what? No, not really, because it's literally we just absolutely binge that. Really, to be honest, one of the things I've been looking forward to about doing this pod tonight is I'm actually looking for something new. So I'm sort of looking to see if anyone ticks me box. I know me and Lee have been pretty much watching the same things, haven't we? So yeah, yeah. I know me and Lee are on the, me and Lee are sort of on the same page. So I think we're both looking for something really. Like I'm looking for something a bit light-hearted, to be honest. So hopefully somebody's got one. I did try. I did, did try something that we. Sorry, I need to say, um, say this. I did try. My sister recommended Shit Creek. Have you heard of that one? Yeah. Um, it's on Netflix. It's got Jim's dad um, off American Pie. <laughs> so the minute the minute you see his face, you think, oh, it must be good. Ah, oh, Alex said it was dead good. <laughs> I put it on, and it was <laughs> rubbish. Oh, was it? Was it? Yeah. I did. Me and Beth watched one episode, and I thought this is terrible. This. Um, yeah. Like, and you know when you're just wanting to like something as well, I was watching it because I Alex had recommended it and I sort of was like willing to give it that time, but we went to we just went and went, this is crap, this this is rubbish. And Beth went and all went, should we just turn it off then? <laughs> yeah, it was it was really poor, like to be honest with you. So yeah, I don't know whether any else has any of have seen that either. But yeah, I'm just looking forward to it and what news if anyone's got anything um to recommend really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, can I, well, can I, can I go next? Is that okay? Because I've got quite, a, not quite a few, but I've got a few good things. So it might help me out. I don't know. Um, so the first thing I watched last week is a film I've seen before called Clue. And I don't know if I'm might have seen this. The Gleason Curry. That's the one, it... yeah. So it's based on Clue, though. Yeah. Obviously, it's yeah. called Clue in America. Uh, and so you've got like you know, Kale Mustard, Mrs. Peacock, and all that. And it's a bit of a, like a murder mystery, but it's a comedy. Um. And I've seen it before loads of times. As Lee said there, Tim Curry's in it, uh, Christopher Lloyd. There's all these faces you, you, you'd recognise. Um, and it's just really good. So it's worth, worth a watch. It's just it's stupid comedy. Um, one of the good things I know about it is that when it came out in America, in different cinemas, it had different endings. 
So in one cinema, this certain person was a killer. And in a different cinema, it'd be someone else was a killer. And they never said, oh, yeah, that's the definite ending. They just showed loads of different endings in different cinemas. When you watch it now on Amazon Prime, they show you, like, three three different endings. So you see, like, a, a, like a selection of the endings. Um, but, yeah, it's worth, worth watching. I'd say, I'd go far to say, it's Tim Curry's best performance. Oh, I don't know, because, like, he's brilliant in um, Rocky Horror Show, isn't he? So, like, with Rocky Horror Show and this, he's just brilliant. Absolute class, Tim Curry. Um, has anyone seen that one? So, Lee, you've seen that. Yeah, many years ago. Um, and I remember the I remember the end. Um, yeah. And I obviously remember Tim Curry being in it, and just obviously yeah, Tim Curry's like I don't think he's done a bad performance in his career. Yeah. Um, it's just class. It's just it's and it's nice easy watching. If you have something soft to watch, like something silly to watch, like comedy, that's where to watch James. If you have to like a palate cleanser, mm. it's only a, you know it's only mm. a film like but. Not I'm watching on. It's on Amazon Prime that one. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the first thing I've watched. Second thing I've watched, uh, I watched the end of the boys, so season two of the, of the boys, and this season I've been a little bit sort of like up and down with it, but then the ending, like that last that last episode of the boys, is like probably the best episode of the whole series. I I think, um, just like sort of the revelations that were brought out. There was a few like payoffs with some of the storylines. Um, yeah, it was just brilliant. And like as a superhero program, yeah, it, it it paid off with its like fight scenes and things. So I was really pleased with that. Like the, the boys is brilliant, and I can't wait to see what happens next. Would you, re- would you re- would you recommend that, Carl? Would that not be one that yeah. you think I'd like, or do you think? I don't I don't know if you'd like it to be honest, but the first season is is very much it's not a superhero series. If that makes sense. It's like an anti superhero series. The second series has gone very more formulaic, but it's still great. It's worth a watch. I definitely recommend it. I don't know whether you'd like it though, James. To be honest, maybe give it a go. Mm. Um, definitely worth worth giving the first episode a watch. But yeah, mm. brilliant. And again, Carl Urban is mm. is great. The thing though, and I'm gonna say this again, but what I'm gonna say in a minute, because I'm gonna talk about the Mandalorian in a second as well. They're very similar characters in the sense that they've got these very strong models. And then someone says something, and then they turn the models. So like, so he'll say something. Doesn't he'll like, uh, oh, we need to do this, do this. And he's like, no, no fucking way, I'm gonna do that. And then the next minute he's doing it. And then like the Mandalorian is the same. So he's got these strict, this strict model code where he goes, no, like you've got to, um, like he says to someone, you've got to take that suit off. You can't wear that suit. But then lets them wear the suit anyway. So like, mm. I'm finding it very similar to the boys in the Mandalorian, where like. They've got these models, but they very easily turn them around, and it tends to be every every episode that happens. So it's a bit that's a bit off-putting, but that's just something I've noticed. Something like, but it, it doesn't doesn't stop the enjoyment of it if that makes sense. Yeah. It's just something I've noticed. But yeah, the boys definitely watch it if you if you get a chance. Um, and then the Mandalorian. I've watched the end of the the second season. Well, I've actually been to the Mandalorian the last two days. Um, and yeah, really enjoyable. If you love Star Wars, you'll love this. The last episode, again, has some great sort of character cameos, if you want to call it that. Um, the only, only downside with it is the first series of Mandalorian I thought was brilliant because if you didn't like Star Wars or didn't know much about Star Wars, you could watch The Mandalorian and really enjoy it as a standalone thing. This second series, it's bringing in the films and some of the other series that have come out, it's bringing that in. So I don't really like that it's brought that universe in. I prefer it if it was its own standalone thing, which you can still watch it and not know much about Star Wars, the films, but it does bring characters in from the films, which I'm a little bit like that with like, I'd like to, to be in its own standalone thing. But yeah, brilliant. Absolute brilliant series. Um, brilliant writing, brilliant characters. And the little, I'm going to still call him Baby Yoda. We do find out his name. I'm going to call him Baby Yoda. Um, that is an absolute masterpiece of a character. It's so cute. Um, and, you know, the, the puppeteer behind it, you know, the CGI, whatever you want to call it, is amazing. It is absolutely... Every time it's on the screen, you are just mesmerised by it, just watching it. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'd highly recommend that, The Mandalorian. Um, has anyone else seen Series 2 yet? No. I haven't seen Series 1 yet. No. 
definitely worth the watch. I know Harry's seen it. I'm a bit, a bit gusty he's not on the show tonight to talk about it, but yeah, Series 2, worth watching. But I thought Series 1 was better because it was more standalone. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. But the, the last thing I will talk about, and I think you will like this, James, um, I can't remember if I mentioned it last week, was um, the, the One Night in Miami, which is on, oh, uh, yeah. on Amazon. So basically it's it's about um, a, a fictional one night in Miami where Muhammad Ali, Malcolm X, Sam Cooke and the other guy who's an NFL player, I don't know, I can't remember his name, um, he's the less famous one. Basically they met up uh, the night Muhammad Ali became the world champion and they talk about you know the civil rights movements and you know being a black man in 1960s America and it's it's a, it's an absolutely stunning film. Um, all the actors in it are fantastic. I can't remember any of their names, but they're all they all, they're all play their respective roles brilliantly. Um, apparently, it's based on a play, and you can tell that when you're watching it. It's sort of based in this motel room. It does go out the motel room, goes onto the roof, goes to a bar, but it's mostly within this motel room of these four. Um, and if you know any of the history behind Muhammad Ali, who was Cassius Clay at the time, it's about his journey to becoming a Muslim. Um, Malcolm X was becoming sort of um, starting his movement. Um, Sam Cooke is is massive, but it it he's he's sort of he's singing white man songs basically, um, mm. and it's his evolution into singing more black man songs. Um, yeah, it's it's brilliant, and if you like it and you got anything about the history, it's it's well worth a watch. To be honest with you, Carl, I've been looking forward to that. Um, I'm seeing that. I'm waiting, to be honest, for a night to watch it on my own because Beck won't watch that. But obviously, I love Muhammad Ali, um, love Sam Cooke as well. So I'm really looking forward to, to to giving it a go. To be honest, really interested. Um, it was obviously they did actually meet those, didn't they? But the dialogue's all like made up, isn't it? Yeah, it's like it's like a fictional night. They didn't meet. They did actually meet, but we don't, no one knows mm. what was said. Yeah, um, no one knows what said, and they just like put together what they can imagine was discussed on the. Yeah. I think. Well, yeah, I'm just, I'm just interested to see how the, how, how, um, how the person who plays Muhammad Ali gets on, because um, I remember like then when Will Smith played Ali in the film, and he was yeah. very good, to be honest, very, very good. I don't think people expected Will Smith to be as good as he was really, um, and he was outstanding as Muhammad Ali. I think, and I know Muhammad Ali, Muhammad Ali himself, you know, was lauded. Um, Will Smith for how he played him so I'm looking forward to seeing how the person who plays Muhammad Ali in this gets on um, obviously because yeah. it was a younger Muhammad Ali wasn't he, he plays obviously Cassius Clay when he was Cassius Clay not Muhammad Ali so yeah, yeah I'm looking forward to that um, and yeah. also obviously the Malcolm X story as well Malcolm X and Muhammad Ali were very good friends weren't they and stuff like that and I know yeah. Malcolm X got a lot of stick about Ali, you know, converting to be a Muslim and stuff like that, and refusing to go to war and stuff. And I know Malcolm X got a lot of the the slack with it, didn't he? Really? Yeah. So I'm looking, I'm looking forward to because that whole story fascinates me. And you know, as years have gone on, you've heard different versions of it. So it'd just be interesting to see this fictional, you know, yeah. tale. What's, really. What's, what's good about it as well, and that's it, not spoiling it. The first like section of the film is it's it's like it's, it's their experiences where they are at that moment and it's like the four of them are all like not at rock bottom but the sort of it shows you in, in like a negative scene so one of them's where I think Ali gets knocked out, knocked over or knocked out mm-hmm. um, one's where Sam Cooke gets booed off stage or just gets like blanked by a white crowd one's mm-hmm. where like well, I won't say about their one because that's quite a good one but like they show these four snippets of their lives just before they meet up and how they're getting treated, or how how their life is panning out at that moment, and then mm. obviously to come together on the night uh, in question. But yeah, really, really good. It's, it's a brilliant film. I can't wait to see it again. To be honest, it's one of them. Like I'm looking forward to watching it again. Yeah. Mm. So that's me. Mm. Me for this week. Who wants to go next? Richard Allen. Okay. Right. Well, I've literally just finished um, a film that it's always been on late at night and I've sort of like sat and watched it and then turned over to something that I can you know enjoy but it's um, the film called Devil um, where you got the five people stuck in the lift and one of them's the devil and yes. uh, 
I've never seen the whole film, and it's quite a nice little. Um, I know we did Hidden Gems a couple of years, a couple of years ago. What am I saying? Uh, <laughs> Feels like a couple of couple of months ago, and uh, and it's the first time I've watched the whole thing. Uh, yeah, it's, it's there's little twists and turns in it, and you're constantly guessing who is the devil. Um, but um, it it doesn't just. I thought it's just going to stay isolated within the lift, but obviously you see what's going on outside as well. So you see the police trying to sort it out, and the engineers trying to get the lift going again, and things like that. So literally just before we came on air, live on air, um, I finished watching that with Alex because um, because it's a film that he can watch, basically. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I think I'd, I'd recommend it um, because it's nothing out there like, quite like it, really. Mm. Um, it was all right, that film, uh, in quite that, a few ways. But I, I re-watched that a couple of months ago. Um, and do you know what? It was, it was, it was, a, it was a good film. Yeah, there's, there's nothing else really like it. And I think I said at the end of it to Alex, I said, you know what, they could do a Devil 2, different scenario, tweak on it. But, you know, basically, you know, the devil is somebody and, and who's, who is it and who are they going to kill and how are they going to kill them? And it does keep you guessing all the time. So quite like that. Rich, Rich is, is it when the lights go off in the lift, someone dies? Yeah. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Well, yeah. I've they turn the electricity off the lift to try and get it sorted, um, and sometimes the lights are flickering, and they've got to reset it and things like that. So the the lights are on and off, but sometimes that they they turn it off themselves. Um, so uh, yeah, it's it's not too cheesy as you know as it as it may sound, but but there you go. Um, watch something else today, which was First Man. It was about the first man to step foot on the moon. Bit of a spoily here. Because there was a guy called Neil, Neil Armstrong on it, and uh, and that sort of like you know from the beginning I, I, I thought well I know how this is going to end. Um, Richard, but is that is that allegedly walking on the moon? Oh, <laughs> apparently because some people who the, the same people who believe that coronavirus is is a way of monitoring and tracking us these people probably believe that they uh, they staged it didn't they? Stanley Kubrick definitely directed it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right, it was Stanley Kubrick. Um, but um, it's quite a different film compared to Apollo 13. Apollo 13 is very much almost celebrating what's going on. And, you know, it's a big film, lots of fancy music going on. But this was, it was very, very different. Um, it was, so Ryan Gosling was playing Neil Armstrong and um, and it was more like, a documentary come family type film you know a, a little cine film type of that's what the feel it had it was very much from his point of view so when the ship's actually going up when the, the rocket's going up it stays inside you don't see any launches um until the very very end when when he's doing like testing uh, docking the eagle with the whatever it is or i can't remember the exact thing but but it was only till the very end where you actually see the final launch. But all the other launches prior to that is just inside. Um, and yeah, it was quite a quite a lonely film as well. You learn that that um, a lot about his life. It's like I said, it's more of a biography than than this is how they did it, as as they um, as they told a different story, obviously in in Apollo 13. So um, would I recommend it? Um, not necessarily. I'd say I could have missed two and a half hours and not seen it. Um, mm. But uh, I think the biggie that we've binge watched this this week has been American Horror Story. And we are on to the third one, which is called Coven. Is it Coven? Where you got a coven of witches. Um, yes. So this, this one's... I mean, for those who don't know American Horror Story, and I think it would be great if we all watched it, because they are brilliant, um, if we all watched it and did an American Horror Story um, podcast, I think that would be good. Carl's nodding. Um, but I don't know, you know, something that we could do in another, you know, maybe the next decade when we're, we're scratching around <laughs> for things to do. Um, but this one's based in New Orleans. Uh, it's like, a, it's almost Harry Potter for witches, if you like, but obviously just witches, and it's obviously a lot, worse i mean the gore in this is horrendous um and we are we've got a little bit of um a couple of different timelines here there's one back from the 
18th, 19th century sort of um, uh, the Django Unchained type of feel to it. Mm. Uh, a lot of racial conflict going on as well. Um, Kathy Bates is the main nasty person in it at the start. Uh, I'm just just being careful about spoilies here. But um, that racial conflict continues because then you've got the white witches and you've got the black witches. Obviously, that continues. Um, but the main sort of storyline is that they've got a new Supreme. The Supreme is like the boss witch, if you like, of each coven. And, um, yeah, there's a new one coming along. And who's it going to be? Because you, you don't choose. You get chosen. Uh, the Supreme sort of like has many many different gifts whereas normal witches have just got one so like one of them's um thinks she's telepathic another one can um injure herself uh, sort of like stab herself she's basically like a human voodoo doll so she'll stab herself and then somebody else will be inflicted with the pain um but i don't know if anybody's seen that one um the third one no no when i have a look at all the different ones they do seem really intriguing so i think the fourth one is is basically about um set in the 40s i think and it's based on like the the freak shows that they used to have back then um but every time they've got um the, the stories are totally unrelated but they've got the same the same actors and actor, actors so you know i say actresses are you um but it's great seeing the different performances so like in the first season you'll have somebody who's really they're, they're very shy the character's incredibly shy and then in the third season they're really you know the one of the main characters if you like um and it's nice to see the way uh, the the actors can do that and obviously yeah that's their job but it's just nice to see a different person coming out um the, the writers said that apparently all of them are somehow linked and i'm intrigued to know how don't know if it'd be like a um uh, what, what do you call it in the spidey verse like a difference timeline parallel yeah universe. parallel universes because i'm trying to think now we would like say it's the third one you'll get a couple of relationships that will occur with the same not characters but the same actors so like in the first one there's a relationship with a young couple and then in the third one those same actors whoever they're playing will have another relationship uh, not that that always happens and somebody who's awful in one of them will be amazing in another one you know they'll be the goodie and then you'll have um it, it's really well done and I, I think it's the same writer who's done all of them definitely definitely recommend it because we're just we'll just uh, do three or four on the trot i think there's about 13 of them on this one which is i don't know if that's deliberate to have 13 on the on the witches one yeah. um but definitely recommend that, um, any of them, to be honest. Uh, I keep getting it mixed up with Ratchet a little bit because the nurse Ratchet is in all of these. Sarah Paulson, I think she's called. She's in these as well. And the second season of American Horror Story was set in an asylum. So it's a bit difficult trying to separate that in my mind, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it sounds similar. Yeah, yeah. But but plenty of gore in American Horror Story. Really, really great stuff. Really, really good. I think, James, you should try that if you're after something nice and wholesome to watch. <laughs> Is that you done, James? Sorry, that one. You done, Richard? Yeah, yeah, I'm done. Superb. Last but not least, Alan Bolger. Uh, go on. Everything I've watched this week has either been disappointing or just complete poo. Um, That's all right. That bring out the game. conversation. So, um, you, you've lent me the multiverse, not the multiverse, uh, um, <laughs> on Infinity Earth. Um, oh my God, I just... I, the cameos are, are entertaining, but like in between, it's so fast-paced and... I've seen better acting in pornos. Um. <laughs> so for those who don't know, this is the um, the DC television universe crossover yeah. event, which is, what is it? Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, Batwoman. Batwoman. Uh, and the other one, what's the other one? I don't know what it's called. Legends of Tomorrow or something. Mm. Um, 
And I, I watched it a lot. I bought this because, like you said, Alan, because of the cameos. I heard the cameos were great. Yeah. So that's why I bought it. And I remember you saying, this, it's utter dog shit. So I'm glad you agree with me because it is <laughs> awful, isn't it? So go on, what was you saying about it? Someone recommended watching Arrow uh, a while ago because you know he's got a lot of the uh, DC villains in it, like the Riddler and stuff. Um, and Arrow's in this. But it's it's just it's so it jumps from one thing to another. It's like the, the dialogue is just so geeky and over the top, and the, the sets the sets are like look 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 the, the special effects look decent when they have like a, a battle or something like that. But it's just so fast paced. I just I just didn't care of anyone and like yeah. one of them dies and the the the, the proper like stretch it out when he dies and I'm just like oh. You know, just I just couldn't care less. It was just I just thought it was. I mean, the the cameos are, are entertaining when they're on, but if you're interested, I think just probably like look at them on YouTube or something, see if they're on there. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. What do you think of um, Kevin Conroy? Was he in it? I didn't see that because I get the, the older Batman. I seen I seen the guy from Smallville, but I can't remember seeing him. Really can't. Do you know the guy? Like he's always on my Facebook, like doing yeah, sound and stuff. The Bruce Wayne who had like the the things on his arms, like the like the 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 the, uh, the suit, like the uh, the I don't know you call it exoskeleton or whatever. He's, I must have missed that. He's like, quite a bit. You must have missed that bit. Um, I mean, I, I did that on, but like I I just drifted off and I would look yeah. at my phone or I'd go out the room and stuff. I don't blame just... you. Yeah, it it is. It's not good, <laughs> is it? but it's. But it's good for the cameos, like Tom Welland, isn't he from Smallville? And, um, yeah. Can't think of else, yeah. The guy, yeah, that, that, guy who plays the Red Flash in the films, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right, yeah. And that Lex Luthor is the worst Lex Luthor I have ever seen of anything ever. Yeah. He's an absolute joke. Yeah. The dialogue was just like, be like, oh, we have to solve the the crisis and the Lazarus pit now with uh and just make random things up and you'd be like oh this is just it's like proper geeky you know nerdy speak yeah um, yeah but uh, uh, thanks for lending it but it was that's all right <laughs> thanks for that Carly, Bruce. Pass it on someone else <laughs> <laughs> yeah and um the other thing of what it's all it was all right and um after me speaking about darren off aronofsky and Requiem for a Dream. The only, I think, one of the only films I haven't seen of his was Noah. Uh, it was on Amazon Prime. Um, I've seen, I've seen bits of it in the background, but I remember, I think it was on one Christmas, and I remember seeing clips of it and thinking, like, the CG of the animals looks terrible. Um, and it's, it's not, it's not a great movie to be honest. Um, so it's retelling of Noah's art. The who plays Noah? Um, Russell Crowe. Yeah. Russell Crowe's in it. Um, yeah. What's her name? The one Jennifer from. Jennifer Connolly. Jennifer Connolly. She's in it, yeah. She's, she's his wife. And is it Emma? What, what's the one from Harry Potter, the girl? Emma Watson. Emma Watson, yeah. I was called Emma Thompson, but I think it's not Emma Thompson. Yeah, she's in it as well. Um, uh, it's just. It's just out mediocre. It's just okay. Uh, the special effects are a bit rubbish, I think, in, in parts. The animals all look fake. Um, it's like I, I think it is. Aronofsky works best when he's, he focuses on like a single character, like the wrestler, like um, Black Swan, or like uh, the, the family and Red Young Dream. You know, the, 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 like he's zoned in with this is like big. It's like too big of a scale, and I feel like it just gets lost. And a bit is like the I don't know really what I wanted to say because I'm I'm thinking about you know um I, I, I talked about Mother um his other film that came out and that's got like like religious allegory and stuff. So I was trying to like piece together what what's he trying to say with this one, but it's it's it, I don't think it's that very good. It's not very good. Mm. Not, I, did, I watched it because I wanted to see, like, you know, get around seeing all those movies. Um, mm. um, the movie I watched last night was was pretty rubbish. It was like, oh, 
I've not had a good week, to be honest. Like, um, <laughs> I was going through, I wanted to watch something on Netflix, so I should actually pick out, and it was going for the top ten, and this film kept coming up, The Banishing, um, about, uh, like, uh, they go, go camping, and the young daughter gets um, abducted. Um, and I was between that and the dig, and I should think I should have watched the dig because uh, no, I want I want to watch the dig. Yeah, everyone's Netflix, on. isn't it? I, I should yeah. I should have put that on instead because the banishing is 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 pretty pretty rubbish to be honest. Um, some the certain scenes like the, there's a scene that, that they play, you know, when you you're like you're scrolling through your things and it like it'll show like a snippet of it, and it was like. It, Showing like this bit about where like, the lad says, "Go, how old is your daughter?" And she, the woman starts going, "Oh, you said was, you said was." And I thought that was quite a tense scene, and it looked interesting. But like the actual film, it's, it's the way it, like uh, handled and everything, the, the characters, it's just it's just rubbish. It was just terrible, and um, I can't believe I should have just turned it off because it was it wasn't worth like sitting through it for two hours, whatever it was. Um, mm. Doesn't make pay off. Like and like the the subject matter is quite you know it's quite um, a traumatizing you know piece, like thing that they're talking about. But it just wasn't done with like integrity. It was it was done really poorly and really badly. I think it was it's like number it was number four in, in Netflix charts. That's that's where I, it draw my attention to it. Like and yeah, uh, yeah. stay well clear. It's awful. Yeah. So what's this dig? I haven't heard about this. What's that? Okay, it's the, it's it's based on a book. Um, so it's just also yeah. like it's the story of the fella who found the Sutton oh. Anglo-Saxon treasures. Um, so like if you think back to your school days, Carl, every one of your history books and all that, the the, the helmets on. Um, mm. he, he, we used to ask, school used to have the textbooks um, with, with the helmets on and things like that. Yeah. Um, so it. it it's based on uh, a book called the title the Dig, um, and it's sort of the you know the the emotional human story behind this farmer in a field digging for digging these mounds that have been there for well well about hundreds of years, fifteen hundred years, yeah. um, and all all that that entails and how they found it, and obviously it's set in 1938, so the the, the Second World War is warming up as well. Um, so it's all all the talent sales and how they found it. Sounds sounds good. Have these any more out? You that you done? That's me done. Brilliant. Uh, anyone got anything else to say? Anything to add? Me, I have. Go, James. I'm gonna, so tonight I'm gonna watch a film called The King of Staten Island. Um, it's it's highly rated on Sky Cinema. Um, I went to put it on last night, but it was on for two and a half hours, and by the time we got the baby settled out, it was like half nine. So it does, oh, it's too late. So as soon as I finish this, I'm going to throw it on. Go on, what's uh, the that, premise? a hint? Mitch? <laughs> no, no. I was just going to say, has any of you seen it? Before no, I, no. Before, what's, I, it what's it about? I, I actually, I think it's like a comedy. It's about a guy um, who's, who's like, he, he's a bit of a no-hoper, really. And I think his, you know, his dad had passed away. His dad was in the fire service. And I think he basically gets like a bit of like, kick up the backside basically to do something with his life and he tries to follow his dad's footsteps and joins the fire service himself and stuff and it's all about the silent tribulations of, of that. It looks quite good really. It looks quite funny. But as I said, I was thought I'd ask any use for it just to see if it was worth put throwing it on or if any of said I've seen it rubbish don't watch it. Uh, 74% of Rotten Tomatoes. Um so it's done something right to please mm. Rotten Tomatoes. Um and 67% on Metacritic. Uh, IMDB about the same as well, so... Where to go? Yeah, bit of a go. consensus there, like it must be alright. We'll hear about this then next week. Yeah, look forward to it. Richard Erlen, what's next episode going to be about? The next episode is... We are going to be talking about... Denzel Washington. I thought you'd frozen then. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Yeah, we're talking I'll the films of Samuel Washington, aren't we? In case. Yeah. Whose yeah. choice was this, by the way? I can't remember who it was. This was James's. James, right. 
So that means, James, you've got to write the introduction for it. Okay. There we go. It doesn't need to be fancy. I mean, you know, you you got Carl to look at, look up to on that, so <laughs> you're going to be comparing yourself to that. But and what we'll do each time is in another couple of weeks we'll do the films of, and it'll be Alan's choice and so on and so forth. Yeah, happy days, good stuff. So actually, please. I'll tell you what, Carl, just before you finish, because I know one of us is desperate to get off. Not going to mention any J, any names. Um, <laughs> if if you, as our as our audience, want us to talk about a specific actor, then uh, I'm sure we can do that. Definitely, yeah. I and mean, we can put it on the socials and let us know what people think. Yeah, yeah. If anybody wants to delve into, you know, the films of whoever. Yeah. Good stuff. Right, well, thanks, gentlemen. That was a pleasure. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we do appreciate all your listens. So if you want to get in contact, we're on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And email is chatflix.hotmail.com. And we will catch you next episode. Take care, Bob. See you soon. Bye. 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 Bye.